Jesus told you, don't even fear that which can kill the body, but fear that which can kill both body and soul. Five seven one nine and part three. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. Wow, this gas has gone up in price, and God spoke and to me simply that one word and. And I have been dealing with a series dealing with this one word for the last few weeks. And I realize there are three decisions that you can make with any situation. And those three decisions correspond to the letters in the word and, A-N-D, action, nothing, or deal with it. In part one, sermon 5717, I dealt with Genesis in the first day. And the word in the five states and actions, the word and joined together. In part two, the sermon 5718, I dealt with Jesus as a man of action. And today, part three, sermon 5719, I'll deal with the situations when you need to do nothing. And God had me start this series several weeks ago, and I know that the timing of today's message is not accidental. We're in potentially the most stressful times that this nation has been in in decades because of the turmoil that's going on now in the African-American community. All of us know the events of last week. It's been on the news around the clock. So what do we do about that? Do we do nothing? Do we take to the streets? What do we do about that? I don't ever advocate doing nothing. I believe in deliberate action, but I believe in right action at the right time, and in order for you to do one thing, you must stop doing another. So if you take action on one thing, you have to take focus off of another thing. So I always believe you ought to be taking action. I take action on my rest day. I do nothing. And that's an action. That is a deliberate, focused action. But if I ever take my focus off my rest day, I do something, I lose my rest. So I don't ever advocate doing nothing, but I always advocate doing the right thing. And to do the right thing, you first of all need to know what do you need to be doing. Your situations in life will either propel you into your divine destiny or sidetrack you from your divine destiny. And when you run across sidetrack situations, you need to do nothing. Because of the current situation that has swept this nation I want to address this for a few minutes. And God spoke to me. He said, I want you to address some of these things, but only for three minutes. So I got a timer on my phone that I have set for three minutes. And I'm going to talk about the things that are particularly non-standard and non-typical knowledge for three minutes and only three minutes. So I'm going to rush through this. I'm going to make three points in three minutes. It's going to be fast. Because if God said, I want you to spend three minutes on it, that's exactly what he meant. And I'm not going to 301. I'm going to go to three minutes exactly. So I'm going to push this button and I'm going to start talking. So you may have to get the recording if I go too fast. 
The stuff that is happening now is a highly organized plan. The Georgia Guidestones are about 120 miles from Atlanta. Most of you have never heard of them. They are six humongous slabs of granite in Elbert County, Georgia, out in the middle of a field. They have on these six humongous slabs of granite ten guidestones or ten commandments for the human race. Nobody knows who put them up there, but whoever put them up, they had a whole lot of money. It's from the power elite. I have been to the Georgia guidestones. I have stood and they tower above me. I've been to Stonehenge in England, which are the most famous stones, and the Georgia Guidestones dwarf those. But most people have never heard of them. They've got ten commandments on them. Commandment number one on the Georgia Guidestones says this, mainly to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Now the issue with that is this, there are over 7 billion people on the planet. The number one directive on the Georgia Guidestones that most folk don't know anything about is to keep the population of the earth under one-half billion, and you've got over seven billion on the planet now. In other words, what it says is we got to get rid of 93% of the population. That's what's there. It's in your state, and you don't even know about it. The vast majority of you don't. Number two. Dick Gregory, years ago, I was in his class, and he mentioned, he said, Princess Di is going to be dead within 30 days. I told my wife about it. 29 days later, she came up to me. She said, I just saw on the TV, Princess Di was in a car accident. Dick Gregory said they were going to kill her within 30 days. It was 29 days to the day. So when I heard it, I knew it was a plan. Dick Gregory called me about three weeks ago. He said, they're getting ready to cause civil unrest in this nation. And it's going to be so much that it may even stop the election. So when I saw this stuff, I was already prepared for it. Number three, media saturation. It's on TV over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Why? I go to see every national movie that's released because I own the site moviefoot.com. I do every movie review. There are three major movies out right now that have heavy racial prejudice in them and black folk killing white folk. Free State of Jones, black folk killing white folk in the Confederate War. Tarzan, black folk mowing down white folk with a machine gun. And The Purge, The Purge, the name of the movie, The Purge Election Year. They tell you the stuff in the movies if you got sense enough. There's one coming out October 7th called Birth of a Nation. It's a 1915 remake. It was originally called The Klansman. So they're sending you all this stuff. My three minutes are up. You're going to have to go research the rest of it. But I tell you, people, this is an organized plan. It is not accidental, and the plan ain't good for you. So let me stop my buzzer because it's going off. Now, that's the important things of what the power elite agenda has for you. But more important than what the power elite has for you, more important than what Dick Gregory thinks, let me tell you what Jesus said. None of this stuff is new. Let me tell you what Jesus said about it. And I understand and I need to know and I want to be educated about all of the stuff and the real reason because I don't like to be manipulated like a puppet. Most of you getting your news from CNN and Fox. CNN and Fox are the two biggest net. You ever know how the word is pronounced? CNN? It's CNN. It's CNN. You're getting your news from CNN and Fox. You know what a fox is? A fox is known for sly, cunning trickery. So they tell you up front what it is. And you think you got truth coming from CNN and Fox? They telling you up front what it is. 
Jesus said in Matthew 24, 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled. If you follow Jesus, you need to follow him. That's why the last sermon dealt with action when basically he told the folk, he said, look, it ain't about just calling my name. You got to do what I say. It ain't just calling my name. It is an action that goes with it. You have to do what I say. And there will be wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not troubled. Jesus commanded you. If you are a follower of his, he told you up front, it's going to be war. It's going to be talk of war. You're going to have real wars. You're going to have all the rumors of wars coming. See to it that this stuff does not bother your spirit. He commanded you. See to it that you be not troubled. He said, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Then he says in verse 7, For a nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Wars and rumors of wars, Jesus outlines five things that will come and bring destruction in the earth. Wars and rumors of wars, he names two types of wars. He says nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Well, you would say to yourself, look like he's saying the same thing twice. Because a nation is a kingdom, so look like he's saying the same thing twice. No, he's not. Not when you look at the original Greek, not when you look at the original wording of it. The word nation in Greek is the word ethnos. Ethnos is the root word of the word ethnic or ethnicity. So when he's talking about that, he's talking about different races, different tribes, and it also meant any religion that was not Judaism. So he says, look, different races different tribes and different religions will rise against each other. When you look at the word kingdom, it's basileia. That means a political or a royalty kingdom. That's what we commonly call a country or a nation. So Jesus says different ethnic and religious groups will rise one against the other. You don't seen that lately? And he said different countries will rise one against the other. Have you all seen that lately? So Jesus told you up front there are going to be wars. There are going to be rumors of wars. Don't you be worried. Don't let this stuff upset your spirit. Don't be troubled. Don't lose sleep about this. Don't spend all of your time consumed that the world is coming to an end because he said the end is not yet. So if you are a follower of Christ, do what he said. Don't just sit around calling his name. Do what he said. 
He told you don't be worried about this stuff because it's coming. And not only is it coming, it's being orchestrated by a force that you don't even understand. And they're manipulating you like puppets. Standing out the stuff to make you mad, make you upset, knowing good and Don't you think the folk putting that on CNN over and over? Don't you know they knew that was going to spin folk out into the street? You think they're not fool enough to know that? Sure they knew it. They said, let me manipulate these Negroes. That's exactly what it was. Let me just stir them up. I'm going to put it on TV night and day. I'm going to put it on the movies. I'm going to boil them up because we got to stick to our number one principle. We got to reduce this population. It's been done in country after country after country if you know your history. Done in Ukraine. Make them mad against the police, tore the government up, restructured, brought in new folk, killed off a whole lot of the population. Done in Egypt. Did it all with Facebook, social media. Tried to do it in Syria. Did it in Rwanda. Took a whole nation. Same color. See, the folk in Egypt, Ukraine, Syria, they're all the same color. Took a whole nation of Rwanda, took the Hutus and the Tutsis, wiped out 80% of the Tutsis over nothing. But it was orchestrated by power elite, by the master folk who hold the strings of the puppets of the folk who don't know. And get them mad, get them upset, get them out in the street and kill them. So Jesus told you, this stuff coming, but do not be troubled. Do not be troubled. So the first thing he told is going to be wars, two types. Ethnos against ethnos, nation against nation. He said famines are coming. Famines are coming. So when you start hearing about food shortages, don't be surprised. He says pestilences are coming. That's nothing but diseases. And we've been teased so much about major plagues that are coming. It's going to be some big ones coming. You've been teased, but nothing has happened. You've heard about the swine flu, the bird flu, the West Nile virus, and the Zika virus and Ebola. All that. And you don't know anybody got any of that stuff, but it's coming. And see, there have been major plagues. The biggest plague that ever hit the earth was in 1918 is the pandemic flu virus. Killed 40 million people way back then. Most of us know nothing about that. Pestilence is coming. Jesus said it was coming. And it's being orchestrated because they want to stick to that number one principle on those guidestones. Earthquakes in diverse places. From the USGS.gov website, this is the U.S. Geological Survey. This is the geological department. They monitor all the earth. This is a direct quote. I'm reading it directly from their website. Within the central and eastern United States, the number of earthquakes has increased dramatically over the past few years. Between the years of 1973 to 2008, there was an average of 21 earthquakes of magnitude 3 or larger in the central and eastern United States. The rate jumped to an average of 99 3-plus earthquakes per year in 2009 to 2013, and the rate continues to rise. In 2014 alone, there were 659 level 3 earthquakes and larger. It went from an average of 21 a year to 99 in the years 2009 to 213 to 659 in 2014. Straight off the U.S. government website. The increase in earthquakes prompts two important questions. Are they natural or man-made? Now, this is straight off the government's website. Are they natural or man-made 
and what should be done in the future as we address the causes and consequences of these events to reduce the associated risk. Jesus said before he outlined the five things, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. A pilot was having difficulty landing. He was flying a small plane, and it was super foggy, and he couldn't see the runway. So he radioed into the airport to the tower, and they said, look, we're going to land you by instrument. We're going to land you by radar. So as he received his instructions, he remembered there was a big pole at the airport. And he said, I don't know about this pole. If I hit this pole, I'll die to tear my plane all to pieces. So he called back to the tower. He said, look, <laughs> he said, that's a pole, that's a pole on the airport. I can't see the pole. And the tower just came back. You just obey the instructions. We'll take care of the obstacles. God is just telling you, Jesus just speaking to you. You just obey the instructions. I'll take care of the obstacles. My instructions to you are this. Do not be troubled. Do not let this stuff upset you. Do not take what you're getting from sin and fox and let this stuff change and dominate your spirit. Do not be troubled. You just follow the instructions. We'll take care of the obstacles. And in prayer on Friday night, we're having seven days of 24-7 prayer. And we started the seven days of prayer before all this stuff started or broke loose in the country. So I knew nothing about it, but God knew it was coming. So I was here on that Friday night, the day they had the real big blow up. And I was praying and all of a sudden, it was probably one of the most powerful prayer sessions I'd ever had in my life. And I was on my knees because I had been sitting in the chair the night prior. But when I walked in, see Elijah prays before I do. And I looked at see Elijah. He was over near the chair. He was on his knees and he was on his knees and he had soft spiritual music playing. And I said, well, if see Elijah on his knees, I think I'm going to get on my knees. And see, that's why who you hang around influences where you go and what you do. It absolutely does. I got on my knees because I saw see Elijah on his knees. I said, if his knees can hold up, my knees ought to be able to hold up. And when I was on my knees, I mean, stuff just started. But the thing that started flooding my spirit just over and over and over and over was Psalms 91.7. And 91.7 says this, A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. And we had all of the prayer requests stacked up to come over the website, and I was planning on praying for them, and I couldn't move, and it just kept flowing over me. A thousand shall fall at your left side, and ten thousand shall fall at your right hand, but it shall not Come nigh thee. A thousand shall fall at your left side and ten thousand shall fall at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. And over and over and over this thing began to flow and to flood into me. And I had to take my phone and go in and pull up the full 91st song. My mother had all of the grandchildren to learn that whole chapter. And I pulled it up and I started reading it. And by the time I read it about three times, my screen blanked out and went totally white and I couldn't move it. I said, Lord, let the light shine. And this is the thing, as I begin to read Psalms 91, so much of that thing is relevant to us today. 
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler, those who are trying to trap me, those who are trying to fool me, those who are trying to deceive me. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He's going to deliver me from disease. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day. You know what an arrow is? An arrow is nothing but a bullet. It's nothing but a bullet. It was the bullet of the old days and both of them will kill you just as quick. So he said, don't be afraid of the bullets that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. That's a whole sermon on what that destruction at noonday is. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You need to make sure you're not in that wicked group. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. You have to live with God. This promise is for those who have made God their habitation. It's not for everybody. It's for those who have made God their habitation. There shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague. Listen, neither. This is the thing that hit me real. And I said, sweetheart, make sure all the kids here today, because I want every family in here to stand up and join. I want all my kids come down here now. Come on down. All four of our boys, come on down. Neither shall it come nigh or near your dwelling. God says this thing protects your whole house. It protects your whole household. It protects your whole household. There shall no evil befall thee, neither any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. I told you all before, my wife called me one day several years ago. She said, do you see that out there on the deck? I said, see what on the deck? She said, it's two big angels standing on the deck. I said, I don't see anything out there. She said, I can see them just as clear. It's two big angels on. He said, I will give my angels charge over thee to watch over you and to protect you. Do not let the satanic world have your spirit all messed up and worried about this stuff. It's all a plan and it's not God's plan. You have to be a part of God's army if you're going to survive this stuff. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. When you're in the Navy... And you're on the ship, and if an officer comes out, they'll holler out, officer on deck, officer on deck. My wife said, can you see dangers out there on the deck? And I couldn't see them, but I know I got protection. You see, it's an angel on the deck, angel on the deck. That's why you got to make sure you with God. This protection does not extend to everybody. It extends to those who are with God. And Jesus told you, don't even fear that which can kill the body, but fear that which can kill both body and soul. He told you, don't be scared of this stuff. 
Don't let this stuff upset you. Don't become manipulated by the power elite who has not good future in mind for you. Know what God has for you. That's why Jesus said the truth will set you free, but you will not get the truth from sin and fox. You will not get the truth, not even close to it. You're going to get staged stuff that's created to excite your emotions and they're not good emotions. To excite your anger, to excite your hatred, to make you violent, to bring you closer to the bestial animal nature. And I'll tell you right now, you ain't never seen the beginning or end of this. But so what? You all say, so what? And I want, when you hear about all this stuff, I want you to be able to say like what God told me. And I got to offer something, Dick. Sent by the Almighty. Sent from on high. And I got bodyguards around me. Yeah, stuff is happening in the world. Jesus said it was coming. So I already know that because I study his word. He said it's coming. He said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, ethnic as well as national. So he said it was coming. So and... People, I don't want you to be upset. I want every family to hold hands. And that may have been why even our offering today went to a family, went to a couple in unity. First of all, most of all of our destruction does not come from outside. It comes from inside. For every one person killed from the outside, it's a hundred killed from the inside. Our destruction, when you know truth, comes from the inside. But the enemy will have you focused on the outside. And that's one of the main ways he can get you off your mission is to focus you on the wrong thing. And got us out there in the street with our hand in the air with nothing in our hand, head, or pocket. I'm just telling you like it is. Nothing in our hand, head, or pocket. And that's the way they want you. Mad, empty-handed, empty-headed, and empty-pocketed. And you got no power with nothing in your hand, nothing in your head, and nothing in your pocket. Know the truth, and that truth will set you free. And then you act on the truth. Every family touching. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, and though it may appear to the eyes of man that we're in times of peril, we know who follow God, we're not in the time of peril, we're simply in the time of prophetic fulfillment. For you knew, and your son told us, 2,000 years ago that this stuff was coming. And in each time when it would appear dark in man's eye, oh, you sent the light. And the light is necessary in times of darkness. And it is in these times, dear Father, that we need to cling to you more than ever. Don't let us be fooled by what they would choose for us to believe and react to. Father, we just pray right now that we stay joined strong as family. And as long as the devil cannot split up the house, he can't destroy the race and he can't destroy the nation. Father, we just thank you that you have sent your son to forewarn us, to tell us what was coming, and then to tell us what to do about it. And Father, as we see all of this turmoil that shall rise, shall increase. It shall be more and more in the media. Everywhere we shall turn shall be hate, shall be violence, shall be the things that shall provoke and stir our spirit. We pray right now for simply peace. And it is no accident that even at this time it is the start of 42. And one of the things of 42 is that nothing shall make you angry. 
Nothing shall make you angry. Nothing shall make you angry. Because a man who is made angry has lost control. Father, we thank you for the truth. And let us walk in the truth. Let us heed what your son said. And not let us be minions or victims of the world. And Father, even if we are one who shall lose our life, we only lose the body, but we gain eternal life. And we just thank you for the knowledge and the lack of fear and the angels that you shall send to protect us, to guard family, to guard individuals. Father, I pray right now over my wife and over my four children, my four boys, that you send your angels with them everywhere you go. I want every head of household to say your own prayer over your own family right now. That's the first thing. You're not going to ever see me out protesting about getting prayer in the school. We got to get prayer in the house first. That's where the problem is. The problem is not there's no prayer in the school. The problem is there's no prayer in the house. So every head of household, pray right now over your own family. You pray the protection of God, the protection of his angels. You pray the hedge around your household right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray right now. Father, I pray that you guard my wife, that you protect her mind, her body, and her spirit right now, Father. That I rebuke now every satanic influence that shall try to come against us, Father. I pray right now of the unity of mind, body, and spirit, Father. I pray that you let nothing of the world come between us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Father, I pray over our youngest son, George Matthew Bronner, right now, Father. I pray that you protect his mind, his body, his spirit, Father. I pray that you let no friends, no peers influence him in the negative direction, but that he shall be the light, Father. That he shall show them the direction to go. That he shall never forget nor forsake your son, Father, that he shall be led, guided, and shall heed and follow your will and your word for the rest of his days. Father, I pray for my son, Christian Elliot Bronner, dear Father. I pray right now that even as he runs track, that you shall order, guide his steps, Father, that every step he makes shall be of and for you, Father. I pray that no matter what he is around, Father, he shall keep it clear his direction. He shall keep it clear his purpose. He shall not be deferred, deterred, or detoured, Father, from your will and for your way. Show him, Father, for the rest of his days that which he shall do and the way that he shall go. Father, I pray right now over my son, Josie's Daniel Bronner, Father. I pray right now. That as he is strong in body, I pray that he be equally strong in spirit. That as he shall lift the weights of iron, that he shall lift the weights and burdens of people of depression, of anxiety, of fear. And he shall show them the proper way, dear Father. That he shall be a rock, a standard for those to follow. That he shall stand tall and he shall stand strong and he shall stand bold. And I pray that throughout his life, that you shall be with him, that you shall send your angels around him, that no evil shall be able to break through the wall that you shall place. And as long as he stays inside of your gates, nothing, yea, nothing shall be able to prevail against him. Father, I pray right now for my firstborn son, Nathaniel Hawthorne Bronner III. Father, I pray right now that you anoint his mind, his body, his spirit, Father. Father, I pray that as he follows in his father's footsteps, his feet are bigger, his steps shall be longer, his climb shall be higher. 
I pray, Father, that you begin to speak to him and show him in revelation, dear Father. Show him ideas. Show him places to go, things to do that shall bring glory to you, that shall enhance the kingdom and give him the resources to do these things, dear Father. I pray right now that he shall have vision that I was never able to see, that he shall have strength that I always lacked, that he shall have the tenacity to do even what his father could not, and he shall take things to an even higher level. And throughout his days, I pray that you shall keep your angels around him, that you shall whisper into his ear, that shall keep him on the path. And when and if he steps off of the path, dear Father, you shall shout in his ear to get right and to get straight and to stay on the path of God. For the rest of his days, I pray this anointing shall be on him. And Father, that it shall not just be on him, that it shall even spread from him to his children and his children's children. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You can stay where you are, and we will simply dismiss where we are, and you'll walk out of this as a family. And there are some of you who are saying, well, Pastor, I don't have family with me today. Yes, you do. You're in the midst of family. And people, I pray God's blessing on you. I pray his peace on you. My mother had told me when I told her that we were going to be having seven days of nonstop continual prayer. She said God was just speaking one word into her spirit. Mama, what was that word? Peace. Peace was the word. And this was before all of this stuff broke loose. People, I wish you peace. And if you follow our Lord and Savior Jesus, you'll have it. If you follow sin and fox, you won't. If you follow our Lord and Savior Jesus, you'll have it. There shall be wars and rumors of wars. But let not your hearts be troubled. For these things must be. They must be. There's not an option. They must be. So for reasons that are perhaps beyond our comprehension, they must be. You don't have an option to stop that because Jesus said they must be. What your option is, what part will you play? Will you be at peace or will you be a puppet? That's the decision you make. Let no man take your peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part three of the series titled, and, by, Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5719, that's 5719, to listen to over a thousand free messages, or to send this message number 5719, to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often, because brother, you need the word. From brothers of the world.